tackle box in my hand Gonna cast a few lines with my toes in the sand Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man But the wife, she just don't understand I love walleye, perch, trout and bass And if you don't like fishing You can kiss my four-stroke right in the back Cause the fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm fishing for bun in country Coming up today, we'll reveal the winners of the Lucas Village Foods United Way Fishing Tournament. Tracy Pogue and Danae Alamano are in to talk about the top ten in the walleye category and the top ten in the bass category. Plus, we had big fish winners and the legacy winner, too. We'll talk about it all right here on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Plus, the aquatic biologist is in to talk about fizzing. Welcome to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji. And welcome to the wrap-up of the Lucan's Village Foods United Way of Bemidji Area 2021 Fishing Tournament. We are going to reveal our champions and much more than that in just a bit. But let's talk to Danae Alamano, uh, Executive Director of the United Way. And also with us today, we have Tracy Pogue, who chaired the tournament. We'll start with Danae. Um, How things go this second year of the tournament? Fantastic. We had an amazing committee. Thank you both for being a part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with uh, a great turnout, we raised more money than last year for the community, which is fabulous. $16,850 went back into the community. So thank you, everyone, for fishing. And that goes into your general fund that goes to the how many different agencies? Campaign, yep. 24 different local nonprofit agencies in Bemidji. So as we talked about on uh, Fish and Paul Bunyan Country last week, this is kind of the kickoff to your new campaign year. It is, yeah. This kicks it all off. So <laughs> we're we're ahead of where we normally are this time of year with a great tournament like this starting us off. Tracy, you've been involved in a lot of fishing tournaments over the year. This is kind of a unique one with the new modern technology. What are your thoughts on the way this tournament plays out? You know, we are forced to kind of go down this road with uh, the obvious pandemic that was in the past. And you know, I think last year was one of those uh, trial by error with, with a lot of promoters and a lot of things that were happening around the country. But um, with the technology that was available and how we pulled this off in one year, we were really enthused. And that's why we did it the second year. And local um, a couple of guys have a, this app called Tourney Angler, and it worked very well. Um, we're really lucky to be able to have that kind of technology and release every one of these fish that we're going to be talking about back into the lake for someone else to catch and enjoy. Mm-hmm. I think the nice thing about this tournament, Danae and Tracy, is that uh, you get a chance to um, relax on the weekend. You know, most tournaments, you've got that big meeting. You've got to be there at a certain time. You've got to take off. You've got this short window to fish. This tournament is a great summer tournament for families or whoever to just get together, get on the water at your leisure over the course of 39 hours, where you want to fish, never have to race. It's just kind of a cool cool deal yeah we're we're um i think we're on to something <laughs> yeah. uh we we're, um, really have heard from multiple families and multiple couples that are fishing it um i know of one couple that um just lives just west of town and thought you know what what a great way to spend a weekend let's get in the boat when we want to don't get up early just go out and fish and if we get lucky we get lucky and that's the kind of attitude we really wanted to um to have with this tournament not so much of um you know you know, all pros or all touring pros from around the country to come up and try to win a big prize. Um, the real main event here was helping the United Way. Yeah, we had nine children or nine kids under the age of 15 in the tournament. Um, so talking again about how it's family-friendly tournament with not a huge, uh, you know, ticket to get involved in it. Um, I think 
all the kids had a lot of fun. When we return, we'll find out the top ten in each category, the champions, and the big fish winners. It's all coming up on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley with Dick Beardsley Fishing Guide Service. Are you looking to plan a fishing trip? Look no further as Bemidji, Minnesota is your year-round destination for walleyes, pike, muskie, bass, perch, crappie, panfish, and more. With over 400 fishing lakes within a 25-mile radius of Bemidji, come take a cast of becoming a fishing legend. While you're on your fishing adventure, come take a picture with the historic Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Discover the first city on the Mississippi... Bemidji, one step further. Welcome back to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. All right, I think it's time to announce who are the winners. And we have prizes through 10 places. We're going to start off with the walleye division. I will uh, announce the 10 winners, and, and we'll go from there. Um, and Tracy apparently is the um, Name pronunciation whisperer. Yes. So, if I get them wrong, break in and tell me how to correctly say these names. All right, we're, we're going to start with uh, number 10, 10th place finisher in the Walleye Leaderboard with uh, $100 Northwoods Bait Prizes was Team Daily Double, which was Ryan and Hunter Daly. Uh, number 9, $150 Acme Tool Prizes, Team Vintage, Rick and Brian. Uh, number eight, eighth place, $250 Hills Greenhouse gift card to Sander Vitrius Anglers, uh, Jason Rylander, and James Forenbacher. Did I get that one right? No. Nope. I believe it's Farenbacher. Farenbacher, okay. <laughs> See, why they fool me with that? <laughs> number seven, with $106 cash, Z Money, Dave and William Zotman. Number six, $159, Bump Board. That's Tony Willie and Jesse Jernis. Now, to the top five. $265 to the fifth place winner. That was Team Roadrunner, Jordan and Steve Heller. $398 went to Fishing Jacks, Joe Edland and Todd Sauer. Third place winners, the bronze medalists. Getting Olympic mode here. $530 to Mono y Fluoro, Aaron Schmitz and Will Pappenfuss. $928 to the runners-up, Nips and Stings, Brian Martika and Dan Fuller. And I think at least one of those guys was the winners last year. Last year's yeah. champs. Yep, mm-hmm. they came just shy. And your champions and winners of $3,000 cash, Team Bullpig, Gordon Fothergill and Jason Hermiston. Gordon Fothergill and Jason Hermiston won $3,000. They are your walleye champions for this year's United Way of Bemidji Area Fishing Tournament. Now we've got three other prizes that went. We have the uh, a big fish award for both categories and a legacy award. And Tracy, who were the winners there? Well, let's start off with the Keg and Cork um, Big Bass Award, and that was a uh, five hundred dollars. Um, the score on that fish was twenty point two five inches. Team was Wild Country, and the team members were Garrett Haglin and Terry Mitchell. Next up is the Chesterburg Toyota Walleye Big Fish Award, another five hundred dollars. And believe it or not, this was a 31-inch walleye, which is outstanding. Congratulations to Team Bullpeg, and that is Gordon Fothergill and Jason Hermiston. And finally, the Krauss Anderson Legacy Award goes to 8-year-old Sam A. on Team Hook'em. He fished with 
Dick Beardsley, and he is the a winner of a lifetime fishing license, which had a $496 cost, but we did a little math, and that's about $1,800 over a lifetime for fishing licenses. Wow. So congratulations, Sam. And now the top 10 in the bass division. And again, uh, number 10 and winner of $100 in Northwoods bait prizes were Brandon and J.J., Brandon Schmitz and Jordan Jacobson. Ninth place goes to the Acme Tool Prize. I'm sorry, ninth place, Acme Tool Prizes, $150 worth, to Team Little Red, Matt Gustafson and Lindsay Luberta. And finishing eighth with $250 in greenhouse gift cards, uh, Hills Greenhouse, Andy and Son, Andy and Mark Anderson. Number seven, $106 to Team Wild Country, Garrett Hagelin and Terry Mitchell. Number six, $159 to Team Hook'em, Dick Beardsley and Sam A. And number five, $265 to the Bass Thumb, Craig and Charlie Peterson. Yeah, they, they, they catch a little bass every now and then. <laughs> Fourth place and earning $398, Team Hockstetter, Jason Hockstetter and Will Wicks. In third place and earning $530 in the Bass Division, Sam and Joe, Sam Larson and Joe Oman, last year's champions. Runners-up at $928, the Winkas, Tyler Winka and Gary Winka, and the $3,000 Bass Champions for 2021, Team Leesburg Bombersbach. Josh Leesburg and Aaron Bombersbach. They are your Bass Champions. Again, Bullpig, Fothergill, and Hermiston, your walleye champs. Any last words, anybody? No, just a special thanks to Lukens for sponsoring not only this live results show, but the entire tournament. We could not do it without them. All right, there's your results. It's uh, the United Way of Bemidji Area 2021 Fishing Tournament, sponsored by Lukens Village Foods. And are we going to do this again next year? Uh, yes. We are going to do this again <laughs> next year. Once again, congratulations to all the winners. Thank you all for taking part in helping the United Way of Bemidji Area. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. Ask the aquatic biologist. It's time to once again ask the aquatic biologist, Dr. Andy Hafes out of Bemidji State University. And uh, the bulk of the questions this year coming from your students, Andy, and there's some interesting ones. Well, I, I don't even know what this question means, so I'm going to start with that. The question is, to fizz or not to fizz, is it safe to fizz fish before release? A lot of people may know what that means. I don't. What does fizzing mean? Well, I really like these uh, questions that come from the students, and this gives me an opportunity to really read up on some stuff that I don't read about very often. So <laughs> this is from one of my graduate students, Joe Amundsen, who's just an excellent fisherman. And uh, to fizz means that if you reel a fish in uh, that has a gas bladder, uh, you know, the, the thing that helps them regulate their buoyancy, if you reel that in from a great depth, some of the fish don't even have a connection between that gas bladder and their esophagus, and they rely on the blood to change the volume of gas. And so if you reel a fish in from down deep that has no connection and they can't burp, uh, that gas bladder expands. And many of you that are perch fishermen, walleye fishermen, or women out there have probably experienced this where they don't want to go back down the hole because their gas bladder is inflated and they don't have any way. It takes them a long time to do that naturally, to deflate, deflate the gas bladder. So to fizz a fish would mean that you would take some sort of needle and pop that gas bladder and allow the gas to go out. And what that does then is allow the fish to swim, to go back down, because the bubble's not holding them up. Right? Okay. okay. So that's what fizzing is. 
Um, so is it safe right, to do that? That's the interesting question. And so uh, I was doing some reading on this to try to, to figure out that answer. And really, like a lot of the things in science, it's still up for debate, right? Um, one of the interesting facts that I came across was that about 60% of the management agencies across the, the states uh, do not recommend fizzing. Oh, about okay. I think it was ten to twenty percent actually do, and then another ten to twenty percent are just kind of unsure. And so there, there's um, generally from management agencies, it's not recommended to do. And the reason that is, is there's so much uncertainty in the long-term health of that fish. Sure, it lets them swim away, right, and mm-hmm. they go down. But do they get an infection? What is their long-term mortality related to that? And that's uh, a very difficult thing to actually study. Right? You can okay. imagine. Trying to do that in a natural setting, how we track that fish. One of the only ways that we have to track fish post-release would be to do a telemetry study where you put a tracker in that fish. But there's a lot of, that's very invasive, and so are they dying because you did the surgery or not? You know, and it's expensive to do those types of studies as well. So, what are the fish that 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 have this issue in uh, our in our waters? The more advanced fishes, generally, so like okay. the ones that we're often targeting, you know, basses, yellow perch, walleye, sauger, things like that, it's a pretty big issue for. Uh, I know that when I go out fishing, I often am most successful at you know thirty feet for yellow perch. Uh, unfortunately, that's a depth that where this this problem occurs. If you get down into twenty feet of depth or less, and then it's not nearly as big of a deal. And so, anytime you're fishing, uh, you know, in excess of twenty feet in depth. Uh, you might run into this problem, and for the fish that we generally target. And I've heard many times that people say, look, if, if you're fishing deep walleyes, plan on not catching and releasing, and, be, and that's kind of the reason why. You're just putting so much strain on that fish, yeah. and those things happen when you bring them up from 30 feet or more down. Yeah. Um, so selective harvest is probably not necessarily going to be as effective there than it is at other depths. Right, for sure. Now, Interestingly, I did find a study that came out very recently in 2021 uh, that said in smallmouth bass, and they were looking at smallmouth bass that were captured um, in less than 16 meters of depth, but were still having this this issue. So, uh, you know, roughly, if you multiply 16 times 3, what's that? You know? About 38, something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, no, so 48, 48. Those are depths that we would often fish for for yellow perch and walleye as well. And mm-hmm. so this study, what they did is they actually tried three different techniques, one where they didn't do anything to the fish, one where they did the fizzing, and then another one where they attached some weights and got it down. And they, and they watched how well these fish were able to swim, you know, following this procedure. And they found that the fish that were fizzed did the best. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, so, again, though, the issue is um, how does that fish then perform, you know, days down the road? Uh, but sure. there are some studies that also suggest that the swim bladders, the gas bladders, heal up pretty quickly uh, following that uh, the past studies that have looked at this uh, on walleye and some other species that we target had found that it really didn't help to fizz. But those were studies that they had done the fizzing um, at weigh-ins in fishing tournaments, sort of was hours after they were held in the live mm. well. Okay. Whereas this study differed in that they did it immediately, and then there showed to be some benefits. And so, um, I'm not going to do it personally. <laughs> This is kind of where I stand, if you want to know. I'm still not going to fizz the yellow perch that I catch and bring up. I try to get them down back under the ice as quick as I can, and usually they tend to swim away if you can get that done. So I use okay. my ice scoop and push them down. I'm just um, not comfortable yet popping that 
gas bladder with a needle. That's where mm-hmm. I stand, and I think that's still where the research is and where most management agencies are. Okay. All right. Any other thoughts on this? It's just a really interesting topic. Yeah. And, uh, really, it can go either way, and uh, I'm really going to look forward to seeing what comes out in the future on long-term effects of popping a gas bladder or, or not. So, well, great and, question. And, and I'm hearing, you know, a lot of the, the anglers and a lot of the people that are, that are real big advocates just kind of urging people not to fish the deep walleyes, to stick with the with the weed walleyes uh, in the summertime because that's not going to be an issue. Yeah, and even ice fishing too, right? I mean, I try to go as shallow as I can. And, yeah. But I just I understand it's tough to catch them sometimes. It is. I'm most effective yeah. at 30 feet. It's just <laughs> the way it goes for my fishing. So. It seems here it's not as much of an issue for bass because most of the bass anglers I know are not going very deep for bass anyway. Right. Yeah. So. All right, it's Dr. Andy Haves. Another great topic. Uh, I didn't even know what it was when we started. Now I do. Andy, thanks for your time today. Uh, thank you very much. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thanks for joining us. Got some great stuff coming up this week. Matt Brewer is going to be in. Uh, he's got a really, we had a really great conversation, not only about fishing, but how this drought is affecting all kinds of outdoor activities and what long-term implications might be there. Uh, this is a guy who does his homework. Great show. That'll be later this week. Henry Drews will be in. We say goodbye to Henry. He's retiring as the Northwest Regional Fisheries Manager. This is his last week of work. We'll reminisce. Keith Tuma's in later this week, talking bass, and he was down at ICAST. So we'll find out what hot new items he's fired up about. Buck is going to be here. He's going to talk Lake Vermilion fishing, and hopefully we'll chase down the United Way Tournament champs sometime this week and find out their tricks. We know we get some great stuff coming up the following week as well. There's really some great stuff you're not going to want to miss, so if you aren't always able to listen to the radio show, you should subscribe to the podcast at Podcast One or on the Pod MN app so you can listen at your convenience and get some great bonus stuff too. And once again, congratulations to our United Way of Bemidji Area Fishing Tournament Champions, the $3,000 Bass Winners, Leesburg and Bombersbach, Josh Leesburg and Aaron Bombersbach, and the Walleye Champs Team Bullpig, Gordon Fothergill and Jason Hermiston. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more. And Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to Geico.com or contact your local agent today.